Psalm 139 is a very personal psalm. If you notice in the psalm, there's a lot of I's and me's and my's. And um, these things uh, donate to, attribute to the fact that David wrote this psalm. It was, it's been called the crown of the psalms. It's certainly safe to say it's one of the best loved of the psalms of all of scripture passages. Let's look at Psalm 139 today. First of all, reading together verses 1 through 6. O Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. Thou dost know when I sit down and when I rise up. Thou dost understand my thoughts from afar. Thou dost scrutinize my path and my lying down and art intimately acquainted with all my ways. Even before there is a word on my tongue, behold, O Lord, thou dost know it all. Thou hast enclosed me behind and before and laid thy hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. Um, I believe there's a little note up here. Something. Remember that number, okay, kids? Remember that number. Write it down. That number's going to be important, okay? All right? Remember that number. Now, verses 7 through 12. Where can I go from thy spirit? Where can I flee from thy presence? If I ascend to heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in a shield, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the dawn, if I dwell in the remotest parts of the sea, even there thy hand will lead me. The right hand may, may lay hold of me. If I say, surely the darkness will overwhelm me, and the light around me will be night. Even the darkness is not dark to thee, and the night is as bright as the day. Darkness and light are like to thee. Another number. Remember that number. Write it down. It's important. Okay? These numbers are important. All right? Verses 13 through... Um, I think 18. Let's see. For thou dost form thy inward parts. Thou dost leave, weave me in thy mother's womb. I will give thanks to thee for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are thy works and thy soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from thee when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the depths of the earth. Thine eyes have seen my unformed substance. And in thy books they were all written. Thy days were ordained for me, when, when as yet there was not one of them. For how precious also are thy thoughts to me, O God. How vast is the sum of them. If I should count them, they would outnumber the sand. When I awake, I am still with thee. Remember the number. Okay, write it down. It's important. All right. 19. Oh, that thou wouldst slay the wicked, O God. Depart from me, therefore, men of bloodshed. For they speak against thee wickedly, and thine enemies take thy name in vain. Do I not hate those who hate thee, O Lord? And do I not loathe those who rise up against thee? I hate, I hate them with the utmost hatred. They have become my enemies. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxious thoughts and see if there be any hurtful way in me and lead me in the everlasting way. Another number, remember that number, write it down, it's important. Okay, all right. Now, the first question I have is this. For the kids, okay, you're listening? All right, first question is this. In this chapter... Who is the you or your 
in the chapter. Who is a you or your in the chapter? You have made me, you have done this, you have done that, you are the Lord. Who? It is whom? What? God. God, right, God. All right, God. Yes, it's God. All right, the next question is this. How many me, my, or I's are in this chapter? Hint, they were written down in those numbers. If you add those numbers together, you come up with the answer. All right? If you add those numbers together, you come up with the answer. It is... What? 48. 48, right. You guys are pretty good at math, too. All right, very good. All right? Now, this psalm was written by David, and we truly know it was written by David because if we turn to Psalm 23, we listen to what he says in Psalm 23. He says this, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou dost prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou hast anointed my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and loving kindness will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Does this sound similar to that which we read in Psalm 139? Yes, it does. You know, uh, it's, David was a very personable person. He said, the Lord is what? My Lord is. The Lord is my shepherd. Now, that's important. That's very, very important. The Lord is my shepherd. Is the Lord your shepherd today? I trust that the Lord Jesus Christ has come into your heart and life and forgiven you of your sins. And that you've been cleansed forever from your sins. And, and that you've, you've made him your shepherd in your life. That you've, you've given your life totally over to him. Each and every substance that you have, each and every question that you have to answer he will direct for each and every one of you. And I trust today that if you have not asked the Lord Jesus to be your shepherd, that right now, right where you sit right now, you would ask him to be your shepherd today. Lord, I recognize that I'm a sinner. I realize that you died on the cross for my sins and that I, I just trust that today I, I, I believe that you died for me. And, and, and I want you to be my savior today. I want you to be my shepherd. Just as David said, the Lord is my shepherd. What did he say? I shall not want. It's important, folks. It's very, very important to recognize that Jesus Christ can be your shepherd today. I trust that if you never made him your shepherd he would become your shepherd today. Please, please. Now back to Psalm 139. And um, 
There's some key words that we're going to be looking at today. And these key words from our text are omniscience, omnipresence, and omnipotence. Now, these are, these are theological terms. And they, they, they you know, they're, they're, you know they, what do they mean? Well, first of all, omniscience means all-knowing. Omniscience means all-knowing. Omnipresence means everywhere present. Omnipotent means all-powerful. To whom do we say that he is the all-knowing, every, every, everywhere present, and all-powerful? Who is it? It is God and God alone. God is the one that is all. He is the one that is all-knowing. He is the one that is everywhere present. He is the one that is all-powerful. Now, God is omniscience. God is all-knowing. Kids, what? Does omniscience mean? It means what? What? All knowing, right? Man, you gotta wake up, folks. Come on. All right? He's all knowing. And that's important. You know, and here in the text it says this O Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. Thou dost know when I sit down and when I rise up. Thou dost understand my thoughts from afar. Thou dost scrutinize my path and my lying down, and are all intimately acquainted with all my ways. Even before there is word on my tongue, behold, O Lord, thou dost know it all. Thou hast enclosed me behind and before and laid thy hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is too high. I cannot attain unto it. The theme of this section is found in the very first verse. It says, O Lord, thou hast searched me, and known me. David said, God's knowing, God's knowledge came as if he had scoured every detail of David's life and thus knew him intimately. In verses two through four, we, we read this. It says, Thou dost know when I sit down and when I rise up. Thou dost understand my thoughts from afar. Thou dost scrutinize my path and my lying down and our intimately acquainted with all my ways. The two opposites of sitting down and rising up represent all of David's activities, all that he does. You know all that I do, Lord. And then the word that was on your tongue before you even uttered them. Oh, what? He knows what we're going to say even before we say it? I better watch out what I say. I better be careful what I say. Remember that song? Oh, be careful, little eyes, what you see. Oh, be careful, little ears, what you hear. Oh, be careful, little mouth, what you say. That's important. You must be careful what we say. Because the Lord knows even before we think it, he knows what we're going to say. And then in verses 5 through 6, he goes on here and he says, Thou hast enclosed me behind and before, and laid thy hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is too high. I cannot attain unto it. David's response to this staggering knowledge was that he was in trouble. He thought that God had besieged him and cupped his hand over him. He says, Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain unto it. Actually, the omniscience of God 
is not an occasion for terror, but for comfort. He saved me, yet he knows me. He knows all about me, how wonderful he is. That is the omniscience of God. He knows everything. Not only is God omniscience, but God is omnipresence. Omnipresence means he is, he is what? He's everywhere present. God is everywhere present. He is present everywhere. And we find that in verses 7 through 12. It says this, when, where can I go from thy spirit? Where can I flee from thy presence? If I ascend to heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed and shield, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the dawn, if I dwell in the remotest place of the sea, even there thy hand will lead me, and thy right hand will lay hold of me. If I say, surely the darkness will overwhelm me, and the light around me will be night, even the darkness is not dark to thee, and the night is as bright as the day. Darkness and light are alike to thee. God reminds us of his omnipotence here in verses 13 through 18. Since God can create a person, he certainly knows him intimately and is with him everywhere. Oh, wait. The thought, excuse me, the thought of such uh, confirming knowledge may have prompted David's desire to escape. He was not the only one that wanted to escape from God. Remember Jonah? Jonah spent a night in the fish motel. Matter of fact, he spent a couple, three nights in the fish motel. You know? God is omnipresent. God is everywhere present. This is indicated in verse 7. By the two things that it says here, the, the two, the, the two record, rhetorical questions, there is absolutely no place that he could escape from the presence of the Lord. Where can I go from thy spirit? Where can I flee from thy presence? He didn't know. You know, it's interesting. It says in um, Jeremiah 23, 24, it says, Can a man hide himself in a hiding place so I do not see him? Declares the Lord. Do I fill the heavens and the earth, declares the Lord. David used the fact that he could not hide from God. In the darkness, in verses 11 12, it says, Surely the darkness will overwhelm me, and the light around me will be night. Even the darkness is not dark to me, and the night is as bright as the day. Darkness and light are like to thee. It's interesting, J. Vernon McGee, one time, tells about a man who asked this question. He says, do you think we ought to confess our sins in detail to God? Dr. McGee answered, of course, spell them out. He already knows about them anyway. He was present when you committed them, so you better agree with him on the subject. Let him know that you recognize it as sin, and you agree with him on the subject that it is sin. David could not hide from God, for God is omniscience, and God is omnipresent. God is also omnipotent. God is all-powerful. Now, what does the word omnipotent mean? It means what? All-powerful, right? All-powerful, Barnaby. Yes, all-powerful. And in verses 13 to 18, we have this. For thou dost form my inward parts, Thou dost weave me in thy mother's womb. If I give thanks to thee, 
for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are thy works, and thy soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from thee when I was made in secret and, and skillfully wrought in the depths of the earth. Thine eyes have seen my unformed substance, and in the book they were all written. The days they were ordained for me, when as yet there was not one of them. How precious also are thy thoughts to me, O God! How vast is the sum of them! If I should count them, they would outnumber the sand. When I awake, I am still with thee. God reminds us of his omnipotence here in verses 13 to 18. Since God can create a person, it's interesting that he certainly knows him intimately and is with him everywhere. The fact prompted the psalmist to break forth in praise in verse 14 over the thought of how marvelous he was had been made. Um, by using this term, David pictures himself as a fine piece of art and God as a skillful craftsman. Some of the newer translations render this phrase as a description of God. You are fearfully wonderful. Instead of being fearfully, wonderfully made, you are fearfully wonderful. That is a God who is so marvelous and wonderful that you only, the only thing you can do is stand in awe of him. It isn't all that important which of the two translations we follow. A fearfully wonderful God can do fearfully wonderful works. God, David says in a deep conviction of his soul that all the God's works are marvelous. And um, in verse 14, I will give thanks to thee for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. You know, it, it says here about being knit together and being formed in the, in, in, in the inner being and so forth. And part of this talks about the veins and, and uh, the arteries, how they fit together. When I was born, I was, um, I was born very uniquely. I was a blue baby when I was born. And um, being a blue baby, um, it, it brought many difficulties to my life. I, um, I, I had maybe 10, 12 um, heart attacks before I, was, uh, before I had corrective surgery. And um, at, at the age of um, 10 years old, I went to University of Michigan Hospital. And um, I was operated there on, on a, the University of Michigan Hospital, and I came home. There was another little girl that had the same operation that I did. She came from Battle Creek, too, and she didn't come home. Why did God spare me? We are all wonderfully and fearfully made. And it's great to understand how God understands each and every part of us. And he understands all about each and every one of us. David stressed certain features of God's superintendence over him. In the womb, he was woven together, suggests the veins and the arteries. David's frame means his skeleton and his unformed body in, his em em in the embryo. God had marvelously planned out his life. The thought led David to conclude in verses 17 and 18, How precious are thy thoughts to me, O God! How vast is the sum of them! If I should count them, they would outnumber the sand. Now, you think about that. Outnumber the sands? 
you know, I'm a golfer. I love to golf. And, um, you know, once in a while you find yourself in a sand trap. And, um, well, more than once in a while, you know, <laughs> I find myself in a sand trap. And as you hit the ball, some sand just flies out a little bit with the ball. He says here, how precious are your thoughts, how vast is some of them. If I count them, they would outnumber the sand. I don't know how much the number of the sand is, but it sure is great, isn't it? You know, outnumber the sum of the sands. Not only is God omniscient, all-knowing, God's also omnipresent, everywhere present. He is also omnipotent. He is all-powerful. How are we going to react to these attributes? What are we going to do about the facts that we learned today? You know, well, we could um, turn our attention to the troubles that we have. Now look at verses 19 through 22. Oh, thou, oh that thou wouldst slay the wicked, O God. Depart from me, therefore, men of bloodshed, for they speak against thee wickedly. Thine enemies take thy name in vain. Do I not hate those who hate thee, O Lord? Do I not loathe those who rise up against thee? I hate them with the utmost hatred, for they have become my enemies. Here is how David, um, he, he asserted his loyalty to the Lord, and comfort he took comfort in the Lord's presence. David concludes this psalm in verses 23 and 24. He says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxious thoughts and see if there be any hurtful way in me and lead me in the everlasting way. Search me, O God. Search me. Look into my, you know what I'm thinking. You know what I say even before I say it. You know me, you formed me, you, you created me. You know every intimate part about me and help me that I might be the person that would live for you each and every day. Such an examination, David was convinced, would yield evidence of his loyalty to the Lord and his leading would, would preserve his life. The Lord preserves our lives as well if we would only allow him and follow in his ways. All believers who come to understand these attributes of God expressed in this psalm find them a great source of comfort and a great prompting to obey him. It's interesting that um, when I, I used to go to, um, to this youth group here in town, and it was, um, it was at the Christian Reformed Church. Matter of fact, it was in Norm DeNoyer's house was where this youth group was at Norm DeNoyer's house. And um, as, we, as we, I used to go there, well, there was a, my dear friend went there, and um, there was a, another reason to go there too, you know. Um, you know, this little girl that, you know, you know how it is, you know. <laughs> but anyway, as I was in this youth group, their theme for the youth group was, Thou God seest me. Thou God seest me. 
And, uh, you know, as we, as we ask this question, is this fact a threat to our lives? Do you live your life in a threat that God's going to see what you do and not be pleased with what you do? Or is it a comfort to your life? Do you live your life in such a way that you want to please God in all you do and say? I believe that's what David wanted in his life. He wanted to live his life so that he could, he could live his life so that it pleased God in each and every way. God wants us to realize that he's there to comfort and to guide each and every one of us. Remember Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd. Friends, is the Lord your shepherd today? If he's not, just pray right now with me. 